Listen and stream the all-new talk radio, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter. Yes, Freedom 106.5 FM, welcome to it. Betterments with base, a better you, a better me, and a better Trinidad and Tobago folks. And uh, we're going to be speaking right now with Samantha Best. Like I said, on Wednesdays, we always deal with topics pertaining to women, and we always try to speak to a woman that could be very inspirational and a woman that always has a story. So, Samantha, for those of you all who don't know, I'm sure you've heard the name, you know, Samantha Best. Where I know that name from? Where I know that name from? Well, Samantha is the author of a book. She has a new book called The Balanced Book Method, A Guide to Improved Time Management and Productivity, which is helping individuals achieve balance and productivity. And she would know about that because she does a lot, balances a lot. Uh, Samantha has a remarkable career in the media industry that spans over two decades. She was the sole primetime news anchor at CCN TV6. That is where you know her from. That's the nice lady who used to read the news, right, for eight years. Right, sustaining uh, the growing uh, the station's number one rating status. In addition, she became known for her personal touch and ability to connect with the audience. Voted most popular news anchor in 2011, a flow survey. Samantha continued to shine as one of Trinidad and Tobago's most popular media personalities on television and on radio. In 2022, she accepted the role of content consultant at Guardian Media Limited after a sting on Freedom 106.5. And in 2023, she published her book, The Balance Block Method, and became a member of the Guardian Group as an insurance agent. Where? She can make a difference in people's lives and be there for them when they need it the most. So, without further ado, we say good afternoon to Samantha Best. Good afternoon, Samantha. Good afternoon, Base. Are you hearing me loud and clear? Loud and clear and beautifully, yes. Okay, I've just, you know, I've never been on this side of as the interviewee. Okay, this is your first time? Well, yeah, maybe time uh, time and a half. Okay, but, you okay. know, I'm normally on the side you are, so it's, right. a, it's a little weird. All right, no problem, no problem. I'll ease you into it, you know? <laughs> All right. So how's your day going so far? How's everything? Well, um, just like you basically said there, I have been balancing a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a busy day. But what's, what's a day in the life of uh, these days of Samantha Best? Tell us about from when you wake up to when you go to bed. What's, what's a day in the life of Samantha? Well, you know, I try to do um, have a morning ritual where I don't jump into all the devices that mm-hmm. is like checking the emails or the social media. Right. I have been consciously trying to break that um, what I would call a, um, a naughty habit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to start the day at least with uh, 10, 15 minutes of, you know, just my thoughts. Yeah, That isn't always possible with, you know, having the kids around right. and the family. Mm-hmm. Um, we homeschool. Okay, okay. Uh, we were doing that. We were doing that before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were burst in it when yeah. um, we were in lockdown. Um, right. It was, uh, you know, it was at that time. It was normal for us. Then. Yeah, yeah. And um, because we homeschool, the children, the kids are with us from uh, as we as we're up. Mm-hmm. And then I do work remotely. Yeah. Um, and because of that, you know, everything is concentrated um, in the home. So it is a lot, a lot of challenges, and it is a lot to balance, uh, basically. So it has been um, somewhat challenging, but I have actually been enjoying, um, you know, becoming boost in balancing it as much as I can. Nice man. Now you said mention homeschooling with the kids, but it's two two boys, right? Two. Um, well, the eldest mm-hmm. is um, he's out of school. He's in okay. his twenties. Right. Okay. I have uh, two others, right. nine and four. Right. Okay. A boy and a girl. Right. Oh, boy and a girl. All right. So they said homeschooling. What What made you decide to do homeschooling? Oh, that was a journey. Uh, my first, uh, my eldest, uh, he did the traditional schooling system. We did the SEA very hard with all the extra lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we went to St. Mary's College, uh, had a great networking experience. But um, I was observing that uh, through um, his schooling years, yeah. that I was a little, I was a little shocked that they were still doing things the same way when i was in school 20 something odd years ago uh-huh. i was hoping that you know things were a little different um i could not see 
with the you know the focusing on CXC and exams and stuff um the things that I would have liked to add into as part of his educational foundation which are things like I would um like to stress on now which I wished somebody taught me would have been like you know learning about finances um uh, different aspects of life maybe getting to be not having to like for example when he was choosing a subject in school they mm. still had like the block method right. so you decide on you're going to be a science student uh-huh. or you're going to be a creative student and you have to take um choose certain subjects that yeah, align yeah. with those blocks right um that's what i did 20 something years ago when i was preparing for cxc uh-huh. and i think at least now and in my life experience i and i have proven it like with my own personal experience that people can be more versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did art, but I was also really good at science okay. and really good at tech. Mm-hmm. So I really would like, you know, a more holistic approach to mm-hmm. education and um, what my younger ones could be um, exposed to. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I would have been able to do that because of homeschooling. Um, I have introduced my children to coding and STEM education, um, which is uh, very exciting. Mm -hmm. And it involves us, the parents, so much that we get to have a lot more quality time with the children and not separate their education from our home life. So so how how does this homeschooling actually work? I mean, there's a tutor, you teach how how does it actually work? Well, what was happening during the pandemic was not termed as homeschooling. Mm There is a homeschooling association of Trinidad and Tobago, and um, they actually had to make a slight tweak to the um, definition of homeschooling in Trinidad. So homeschooling in our, um, that is written into our laws in Trinidad and Tobago, um, has a description where it describes the parents as being the educators Mm -hmm. of the children. Um, When you bring a tutor into the system, it's uh, it's termed it's termed differently. Mm-hmm. They're being schooled at home, but it's not necessarily homeschooling. Okay. So this involves my husband and myself, where we actually do the teaching and the educating oh. of our young children. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have many options open to you. Some parents do uh, use the local school curriculum provided by the Ministry of Education to prepare their children for SEA. Um, But you are not bound by that. There are curriculums, uh, curricula all over the world that you now have access to because of the internet. Mm -hmm. And you can choose which, um, of course, you have to purchase them. And you can follow those as well as well as you can design your own with a mixture of different ones that are available. Mm, nice, very um, I, and, yeah. and I know what you're thinking, Dave. I know you're asking me if there's like a structure, like mm-hmm. school. Like, what do I... What well, do I guess you, you would decide... You would decide that. Well, I guess you would decide the, the structure, because there must be some kind of structure. Or is there, no? Uh, uh, structure, I, in, in terms of like a day at school, mm-hmm. may, not necess- it may not necessarily take place. Yeah. It is a more relaxed atmosphere because it is happening at home. Right. But I would say it is a lot more concentrated learning mm-hmm. um, because we have cut out commutes and, you know, getting ready to get to a location in yeah. order to learn. Right. Um, we don't have to settle down a classroom. Mm-hmm. So we can do one half an hour of mathematics and we do a lot more than sometimes that may happen in the actual classroom setting because especially because it's one-on-one mm-hmm. um so a lot more i in my opinion a lot more seems to be getting done right, right. um basically all right I, I know this is not what the interview is supposed to be all about but apart from being a media <laughs> and your your book and your insurance i think one of your most important roles or jobs is the jobs of a mother you know so i think yes right um, one, one, just one more thing with this homeschooling. I think we need to do a, a show on this, by this homeschooling. Um, but so, what, what do you, what would you say to people who would say, well, in terms of the social aspects of your children, they do, how do they get to interact with other children? Going to school and interacting with other children and other people, some may see it as a, a disadvantage, or so, you know, how do you, would you, well, how do you, how do, you, do your children get to actually interact with other kids? You know, that is like one of the things that is always brought up in every conversation. And 
and you know i get really disappointed that it actually is a focus mm-hmm. when anyone mentions that they homeschool yeah. um because when you send your children to school the majority of the time they're interacting with only peers of their own age right. besides their teacher okay because they are you know grouped into by ages mm-hmm. Then sometimes, of course, depending on the school you send, you might just be going to a female-based school or a male-based school. Mm-hmm. I do think in terms of that overall, there is um, things that, you know, I would say they may lack in certain instances because I remember I went to an all-girls school right. and um, they had, you know, they had um, a conversation already that if we went to a mixed school, um, maybe our interactions with uh, the boys would be different mm-hmm. than yes, you know if that. we were yeah. if we were just you know because we were just the girls together yeah, like you know they would say things like, oh. school, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah basically like that mm-hmm. so um, in terms of my of the children being home there are group meetings with other homeschoolers and we they actually meet we actually meet a lot sometimes at, at one point it would seem it would seem like it was too often. <laughs> Mm, right. <laughs> right. So we do a lot of social activities because we're homeschooling. Um, we have I feel like I have more time with the children mm. to comfortably get involved in more extra what curricular activities. My daughter's in ballet. My son will be um, he was in soccer. He'll be joining soccer again. Um, we were looking at horseback riding. We have done so many things. Children of varying ages because the other families will have, you know, children of varying ages as well, that we are interacting constantly mm-hmm. with and socializing constantly. I I would say in some, it might seem unfamiliar settings, but in settings where the children are allowed to interact more because it's not a classroom setting. Um, it's And it doesn't just happen between uh, at break or lunchtime. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very well balanced. Yeah. I think, you know, it's a tremendous experience um, and that they are, you know, happy and comfortable. And the family gets to spend a lot more quality time together. Important. I would say. Yeah, important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a better standard mm-hmm. of living yeah. um, for us mm-hmm. because we have experienced, you know, the, tr- the traditional educational system versus doing it at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are enjoying it very much, and we think beautiful. we have um, very well balanced, happy children. Well, beautiful. You've enlightened me there because I, I really did not know that that some, was something that really existed in Trinidad and Tobago. You know, for food, you know, but homeschooling, very good. All right, let's and talk. It's alive and vibrant. You can check yeah. out these Facebook. There are many Facebook groups um, with uh, parents and families. Yeah, yeah, families, because yeah. it's not just parents. So yeah, yeah. Caitlin, it's a, a vibrant community. Yeah, beautiful. Caitlin, get on it. Let's let's, let's uh, have somebody from one of these homeschooling. You say there's an institute or a group, and let's do a show on homeschooling, because I'm sure there are a lot of people would want to go that route as well. All right, so let's talk about Samantha John in the media. Now, myself, ever since I was a little boy, I've always knew that I wanted to be on radio, um, you know, be an artist and be a DJ ever since about five years old. That's all I ever wanted to do. I never had a plan B. The only job I ever had was working in an insurance company for half a day. And I left saying, listen, you see me? I want to be a DJ. Right. Did you always know that you wanted to be in media? How did you get into media? Okay. Well, uh, as you mentioned, uh, that was a funny story. (laughs) You said half a day, right? Yeah, half a day I worked at an insurance company for you. That was that was my okay. only nine to five job. Okay. Well, I'm actually my family, my father's family. So I was born into the insurance industry. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an insurance company that um, the family owned and um, operated. Right. So the discussion was always that I would at one point, some point in my life, I'll be working in the office. And I I think I had set up my mind that I did not want to do that. I didn't want a nine to five. I didn't want to be in an office. Um, I didn't really have any options at the time. Mm -hmm. But there was, I used to spend a lot of time um, for holidays, like Easter, um, July, August vacation with my grandmother. And she had um, an old cassette deck um, and she would encourage us because there were like about six grandchildren at the time. We would all be there together, six or seven of us. And she had this old cassette deck. And when we came over to spend time with her, she encouraged us to record our voices on it. Um, 
I was one that took the lead. I she had kept cassettes over the years when telling with me telling stories, um, reciting commercials, singing songs, and even doing little fake news reports. Right. So years later, when I decided that I did not want to work in the insurance company, because I did it for like about two years. Okay. Um, I was. Yeah, they do father. better than me. You did better than me, girl. <laughs> I did. I did everything. I did unwriting. I did claims. Um, they said I was really good at it, but I said I did not want to stay with the family business and that I wanted to be in broadcasting. Okay. So when I went to my my grandmother and I told her that I want to work in broadcasting, she told me she was not surprised. Mm-hmm. And she pulled out all the cassettes and she played them back for me and she said, this is why, you know, this is why I'm not surprised. I knew you would be doing something in entertainment. Right. Beautiful. So, so yeah, even though I didn't, I didn't know it was set out for me, mm-hmm. apparently somebody yeah. else believed that I would be in media one day. Okay, okay. So in terms of well, your education towards it, to becoming a, a, a newscaster, how did that? Did you start off somewhere and worked your way up? Did you go to school to study that? How did you end up on our TV6 News? Or where, where was your um, first opportunity to be? doing the news or being a news anchor on the whole? Um, I knew that I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know of any avenues locally at the time to get there. Um, I did take a short broadcasting course. Mm-hmm. At, um, I, I would say when I got into the media, it did, not nece- it did not prepare me for what the job actually um, entailed and for the skills that I needed. Um, what it was, it was motivational. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did, I, you know, I did the short course. It was three months and I was like, yes, I'm ready. I'm going to go and I'm sending out all my, my demo tapes. And I did that. Right. Um, I, a couple of them were sent back to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they said, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, thank you for your interest. Yeah. Well, was, it just, was it just voice or video you'd, when you do your demo? It was to be a radio. Oh, to be on radio. I was trying to get a job. On the radio, right? Um, eventually, I did get a response from the Trinidad Broadcasting Company, which is where Freedom is right now. Right, right. And uh, the very same room you're in, this is where I did my audition. Okay, wow. So, yeah, so I did that mm-hmm. um, for about a year. I kind of went back and forth. Like I did more than one audition. I think I they asked me that I did three in like in the space of a year. Mm. Who who auditioned and, you? Was it a, like on a Experience broadcaster who, who auditioned you? Uh, I can't remember. I think they just gave me some scripts to read. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Actually, I think it was somebody from engineering right, who right. just pressed record on okay. on the on the tape just right. to record. Okay. And they gave me some scripts to read. And um, every now and then they would call me back. Um, I think the first time somebody gave me some tips and, you know, say you, you practice X, Y, and Z. I think you have some potential, whatever. Um, whatever. But at the time I had a, my son was like, a few months old mm-hmm. so i knew that you know i wasn't like setting my sights on broadcast i didn't even know how much it would pay yeah. i don't had no idea about the industry just knew that i wanted to do it so i was mm. working at the side um a little sales job okay and then one day it was his birthday and for that broadcasting call and they were like um we want you to come in um to train as a, um, an announcer right. and that was the beginning mm-hmm. and i did uh, about a year at Inspirational Radio, mm-hmm. Radio Trinidad, where I learned under Edison Carr. Oh, the great team. And, uh, yeah, Jim Sutherland. Right. Salma Ayi at the time was um, in charge of the station. Yeah. So I had all those people there to mentor me. Mm-hmm. Um, then after I moved on to 95.1, I was part of the morning zoo. And um, I stayed there a couple of years, and uh, simultaneously, I was also a producer for 95, 5 CT105, a uh, 106.1 FM, and I stayed at Trinidad Broadcasting for about five years. Mm-hmm, right. Four to five years. Then I got an opportunity, a call from WFM 96.1. Okay, right, right. I stayed there for a year while I did some entertainment news at Synergy TV mm-hmm. for a few months. Okay. And uh, after that, I got a call from CCN TV6 asking me to come on audition. So, it's, you know, I was like constantly working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would, um, besides, you know, actively getting into the industry in the beginning. Yeah. 
after that, it's like the ball just kept rolling and I came, uh, you know, I got the opportunity by CCN TV stick at the time. I did not even know if it was something that I would want to do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I was presented with the opportunity and uh, I thought about it for actually a couple of months right. and then I did tell them yes. And uh, that was a journey on by itself. Yeah. And from there, I've been constantly doing things, you know. In media. Um, I did radio, yes, in media. Mm-hmm. Radio, at the same time, I did television. It's just been constant. And it, when I look back, it turned into like 20-something years of media. Yeah. Do, do you remember your first time being on the on the air as a news anchor? First time reading that news. You tell me about that first time experience. Were you nervous? I mean, how was it for you? What calmed you down? What, what, what was the first, first time? It, I don't think I remember anything that I said. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, I think it was just like an adrenaline rush. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I actually prepared for that moment for like about two months. They had me like, you know, just practicing at night, um, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in, watching the live news guards. Right. And I practiced for like about two months. And when I went on air, I think it was just like a huge adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. I was told it was great. Right, right. Um, but I can't really recall exactly you know, it was, it was almost like, you know, you're just on a high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> For that entire hour. Mm-hmm. And I came off, and yes, I was absolutely very, very nervous, mm-hmm. um, very scared, but I made it through. And um, yeah, it was it was a frightening yet great experience at the same time, yeah. if that's possible. Nice. We, we always hear about, uh, you know, stories and difficulties with females being in, in any industry. What are some of the... Um, obstacles or hurdles as a female being in the media industry that you yourself had to overcome? I do recall when I was at Vibe CT 105, and I would say that, that when I started radio, very male dominant, um, there would be the token, I would call it the token female announcer on every station. Right. Every yeah. station would have a, have one female announcer. Yeah, one female so who feels she's a, the queen, the queen, the queen on the station. Well, she would be the queen because she was the, the only woman there. Yeah. <laughs> they would, you know, there was no station that would have two female voices. Right. Um, so the men would basically outnumber the women mm-hmm. at any opportunity. Yeah. If you did decide to be on the station and there was already a female, you knew, you knew that there was not an opportunity there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I give an example. I think when I went to 96, I actually was replacing a female that was going to another station. Okay. Um, it wasn't like I was added, a female being added on to the roster. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was actually replacing somebody. All right. So it was always like that. It was, um, you know, something that stuck out in my mind that they didn't have many opportunities for us on the air mm-hmm. and uh, there were instances where I've always felt like I had to prove myself yeah. as a woman so for example on Vibe you know carnival time uh, the the DJs the male DJs they get to hype up the parties mm-hmm. and they would have these uh, special hours where y'all will prom- get to m- promote certain events yeah, yeah, yeah. and I remember that if I came to work and there was an event to be promoted, they would, I would have to sit at the side and we, they would bring in a male announcer Hmm. to do that special hour. Wow. How how that made you feel? How that made you feel? I I was, I was upset. I Hmm. was angry because I knew I could do, you know, why my shift is three hours, but I am only allowed to work two because, you know, this special event needs a male voice to promote it. And I did make it um, a thing. You said something about I did, it. Yeah. I definitely said okay. something about it right. and I changed it. Mm. And I was allowed to present those special events. I sure that was Roy Maharaj. I sure that was Roy Marajan. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't call any names. All right. Yeah. Um, so it, so it, it was changed and you were able to do it after? What? I was, yes. I okay. was. I was given the opportunity and I got to you, work my full shift right. because I said I could do this just mm-hmm. as good as any other male announcer that you decide to bring in for the hour. Beautiful. I could do this. This is what I'm here to do. Yeah. So yeah. I can do it. That's man. Kudos to you, man. The things that women have to go through in this place. Um, so you did radio, television. What are some of the other things you did in, in media? What about um, probably well, voicing commercials and getting into that advertising side of things? Yeah. Voicing commercials. Um, because of that, I did theater. 
okay, on stage okay. theater, right. mm -hmm. um, which was very beneficial for actual voice work, mm -hmm. voice exercise, and yeah. building confidence, um, networking. Mm -hmm. um, as a skill that I, you know, I am very proud of, and I'm glad I had the experience to do it and work with some um, really brilliant creatives in the country. Yeah, and yeah, so I did voice work. I still do voice work. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I was doing voice work, um, it was how I met my husband, who right. at the time was a sound designer at a recording studio. Mm -hmm. And eventually we did have our own recording studio where we were um, very much a part of the advertising industry yeah. in Trinidad and Tobago, producing a lot of the um, television and, well, the, at least the audio for the television, um, television yeah. commercials that were on the air at that time. Mm -hmm. Jingles and stuff. Yeah, and jingles, yeah. Yeah, right, man. For those of y'all who just joined us, we're speaking with Samantha Bess. You know, I mean, of course, a lot of y'all would know Samantha Bess, TV anchor. Um, she was here, at, of course, at Freedom 106.5. She's into insurance now, and she does have a book, which we will be talking about uh, momentarily, all right? Um, you know, of course, Samantha, very, very, very popular out there. Um, media, media, Samantha. Um, of course, in terms of your, your media experience, is there something you would say that media, what is media missing today? Of course, you didn't have to go through like now, especially with the urban market. Um, well, you're on, in your days, it didn't really have the social media for you to jump off of the social media and how many likes and how many followers that tends to probably get people on radio. Well, what would you say about media media today? What is, uh, is it something today from is your time is something lacking? Is it more exciting? How would you express media today? Are you talking about traditional media based? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, traditional media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, traditional media. I, I, they're both very exciting. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you are involved in traditional media and um, you can use the social media very much to your advantage, mm -hmm. uh, we do know how powerful it is mm -hmm. um, to expand brands. Um, even if you're not in media, it's it's a powerful tool. Mm -hmm. uh, traditional media still holds a lot of magic, a lot of specials skill that um you, you know that some people may have forgotten about yeah. and uh, i do think that you know we should try to focus on keeping them uh, keeping those skills alive mm -hmm. some of them are transferable to social media i think it will if you know you have knowledge of traditional media you can be an even better influencer right. if that is is possible mm -hmm. and then i do think for those of us who are still involved in traditional media we can learn a lot from those who are striving online. Yeah. Um, so I do think from on both sides, there are transferable skills. Mm -hmm. uh, we could both learn a lot from each other. Mm -hmm. If you're lucky enough to be able to master both, mm -hmm. well, you know, I mean, you, you put yourself in a great place. So both of them, and then both of them, I think will, they marry very well. Right. Um, in terms of that now we can use tradi traditional media to leverage and expand our audience and get more reach and introduce more people to us so it, it really does work like that but there is the danger where i think that there's a lot of what i would say um, misinformation mm -hmm. can quickly travel on social media which is um you know is very much preserved in the traditional media because of our regulations because of our, our broadcast code, mm -hmm. because of because we base we understand how much it is to give accurate information to our audiences. Yeah, that this is, could be you know one of the weaknesses of social media that there's a lot of fake news, there's a lot of misinformation that gets spread so very quickly that it's almost that the traditional media now has a new job of correcting and um, correcting the fake news correcting the misinformation that may be getting out there. Nice man, beautiful. Um, for those of y'all, we'll be taking some calls in a short while and I'm already getting some WhatsApp messages. Some people saying, hey, Sammy, Joe, bye. You know, 627-322-3625-2257. Uh, just Monday, I had Chris Boynes here. Um, of course, you would know him, you know, within the corridors and working together here with yes, him. I his, yeah, I worked yeah. with Chris, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he mentioned, well, with his and his coming up, um, he came up with, with some of the greats just like you, Edison Carr, you know, Jim Sutherland. He said there was a time he was on air. Um, he was a, he was an operator, 
and somebody was reading the news and the program director of the time left his home he was living around the savannah came to tbc and took that person off the air because that person did not pronounce his th's properly just because he did he said he said the president instead of the president that person was mm. taken off the air in the middle of the news right were you were you ever cor corrected had any point in time in a while but reading the news or broadcast oh did anybody set out to correct you samantha or take you under their wings and say you know you should do this you know you should do that who was a person or something you could remember or some of the persons who did that with you um well getting corrected by the public i i think the public takes as a as a sport mm -hmm. uh i'll be honest yeah. especially when they're on the television yes, it's when like you know they sit down and they, they sit down and they wait for the mistakes yeah. right mm -hmm. because you know they want to know that they caught one mm -hmm. um so there were instances um some of them are, you know, what you see on the screen is not all that happens while the news is happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is a, it's a very dramatic and ever-changing um, and high-pressured environment. Mm -hmm. And things are happening very, very quickly and yeah. very fast. So because of that, yes, there would be errors. And, uh, but besides that, you know, having a mentor, I would say that uh, Paul Richards would have okay. been somebody mm -hmm. who looked out for me. Right. Um, and if I ever needed any assistance, I could, you know, call on him. Uh, I can't recall the name. There may have been um, some persons who were cons um, who were very much, they were not in media, right. but they were in the background supporting media staff because they believed in the high standard of what local broadcasting should be. Mm -hmm. um, so they were like maybe one or two, I may have got one or two calls, just like a slight correction. Um, I don't recall the person's name, um, but you know, there were people that looked out for us, right. that mm -hmm. were, were there for us and believed that, you know, that um, people make mistakes, mm -hmm. but there is always room to grow and to learn and uh, that they were there to support us. Nice man. Well, before we go to your book, uh, my question is already coming up here. How would you advise someone in uh, prison who wants to get into to media? How would you advise, advise somebody who wants to get into media now? Well, because I think it's changed so much base, mm -hmm. I actually think a great thing to do to showcase yourself, because you no longer have to just submit a CASA that may, someone may no longer um, yeah, listen ever to, hear yeah. or listen to, or one person may listen to, or it might be the wrong person to listen to it. I think using social media to highlight yourself, your expertise, your skills, your talent, own your skills is actually a great way to start. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean it just like for the young people who may want to get into media. I even think if you're an expert in a particular field, it could be uh, a medicine, mm -hmm. law, or you just have a passion for something and you want to showcase it, yeah. showcase it because you eventually think you might want to spread your message in the traditional media space mm -hmm. that you can start with the social media platforms. A TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great but a, a but I'm thinking a consistent TikTok. Yeah, of you course. You know, I should course. be able to turn it. I should be able to, you know, to find you consistently, almost like you were on air mm, right. at a radio station or a television station. Yeah. So yeah, of course that that is one of the advantages of these um social media platforms is that you know you can express yourself. That it come that comes like a demo. That is will be like yes, a demo, right, definitely. So let's talk about your book now, the balance book method out of all the things you've done what made you want to write a book oh well i think just like the balance block method oh, oh, actually it's block <laughs> i'm seeing the balance it's supposed book. to be block oh, okay okay I'm so it's supposed, to, block supposed to be the balance block, block. okay yes okay method. of course so, I, wanted, I was even thinking um, why the balance book the balance block method. right right um hmm. basically it's i have been engrossed and absorbing self-improvement like for my whole life okay not for my whole life but maybe like uh, two-thirds of it mm -hmm. um i've always been looking for ways to be better right um and to improve everything i mm -hmm. you know i ha i do have this thinking that a philosophy that life is to be balanced that okay. you need enough time for your career mm -hmm. and for your professional life and just as much equal time for your personal life and your family. Mm -hmm. um, 
I have been in so many instances because you know my husband is in the same industry that I am in and because we work together, we're mm-hmm. running a business together, that we have struggled for many, many years with an imbalance mm-hmm. where weekends were about discussing work, dinners right. were about discussing work. You know, um, it was very constant where I found it became overwhelming. It even, um, you know, had a strain on your relationship yeah. where, you know, we weren't finding time for us, personal time, or, you know, you're having a conversation on date night, but date night is about a stressful Those client. Work. Right, okay. Wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Things like that trick would always be, uh, you know, a reminder and a trigger for me that, you know, I need to find more balance in my life. Yeah. So it has always been a philosophy of mine. Mm-hmm. When I did start to make that a priority and I was able to take control of it, what I noticed started to creep in was an imbalance where um, even though I was not bringing up, I learned to separate the work from home, mm-hmm. um, Some the employers didn't know any better. Okay, oh, you would be on your, so, your night, your personal time, and they would call you and say, yes, man, you know what this advertising thing, they're calling you all over the night, I want that change in this, I want that change in that, you know? And you have to tell them, well, where to draw right. the line. Yeah. So, exactly. So, yeah. instances like that will happen, yeah. and then I would have to learn some other, you know, uh, 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 one-on-one skills to be able to, uh, you know, not um, insult a client, mm-hmm. um, but also let them know that we, you know, there are some boundaries um, between you and me, between, you know, asking for, for certain things to be delivered when and where. So that was also the challenge. Um, then, of course, when we decided that we want to start homeschooling, you have to also make time for that. Mm-hmm. So that also became another piece of the puzzle that I had to be able to fit in. Uh, during lockdown, I think that was the time I was able to concentrate it, concentrate on it like more than ever. I always had a lot of ideas. There were always books that I wanted to write. Mm-hmm. So in lockdown, I had already, sometime before, decided that I wanted to release um, some children's books. Yeah. So when lockdown came and we had all this time, I we really got down to it. And I was able to produce and publish mm-hmm. about five, three to five coloring books and mm-hmm. activity books that I wanted to use for my children that I published on Amazon. Okay. Wow. Um, so that was my first practice in publishing. Mm. Um, I, you know, I had to go down a rabbit hole and figure everything out as well as create the books. So we have those books online that we use. Um, we actually, we had them, um, a couple, there's a school that orders them like every um, every term, mm, one of the great. coloring books, nice. because they said, you know, it's exactly what they were looking yeah. for. And what, what's and different? Because... What was different about your your books, your coloring books? It has like a, about a hundred pages, mm-hmm. and it includes everything: shapes, colors, animals, like a variety um, variety of shapes, um, illustrations, numbers, and letters. Yeah, um, it was something that we um, I designed because I wanted I wanted that to use in my homeschool sessions. Oh. So it was like a practical experience and I couldn't find anything like it mm-hmm. locally. So I decided to create it. Okay. Um, from that, we did a couple other coloring books that I published um, and, and some writing books because I wanted like, you know, a big, big writing book with the lines mm-hmm. um, for my son to practice his writing. So we did like three um, handwriting books um, that are also on Amazon. They're blank books, but right. you know, one has a unicorn in it for my daughter and the other one has a robot. Okay. So that was really fun to do. Mm. Um, because I got that practice, because I had ideas, because I was jotting down stuff during the pandemic and stuff, I was compiling the book, um, the balance block method. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't brave enough, let's say, to publish it and you know, say this is what i've been working on all this time um and as you know i'm content consultant for freedom so freedom was really the icing on the cake because they gave me a lot of challenges when it came to balancing my time hmm, and balancing, <laughs> and balancing I, my I might need i might right. need this book too i need to buy this book <laughs> my, the time and the family and i just you know put all the um, notes together mm-hmm. and I just 
buckle down and I said, you know, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish writing this book. Yeah. And I wrote it and I published it. And I'm so glad I did because, you know, it it just compiled everything that I was already was doing and mm-hmm. practicing and I just put it's almost like I just you know I created a actually that's exactly what it is it's like a guidebook right it's right. a little manual mm-hmm. for you to figure out how to just you know have better time management and yeah. be more productive mm-hmm. while balancing your life because right. that's exactly what I believe we all should be doing yeah, yeah. having our boundaries balancing our personal and professional lives and you can do it you have to take little steps to do it because mm-hmm. because you can read all the books in the world, but unless you actually, you know, execute what you have read, mm-hmm. that reading that book doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I did that for many years, read so many books, and never took the advice that was given in any of them. Mm-hmm. And you know, I said, <clears> you know what, I am gonna I'm gonna practice what I preach. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm practicing this, so I'm yeah. gonna put it in this book. And sometimes I even need a reminder. I will go back into my own chapters and say, yes, I need to do this and focus on this. So this book and, is, a, um, is a basically a true testament of, of yourself, right? And who who, who can, who would you recommend this book for? We, we, you know, but of course, um, well, you just said it, maybe a, a mother who's also a, a teacher who's also working, you know, family. I mean, somebody's working on, on their career. Could even be for students. Who would you recommend this book for? I think you, you you know you were right with every one of those examples based because I think we all can use and I I mean if you think about it what do you think do you think you're perfectly balanced basing I know I try to be I try to be I know but I just see the thing with me is I like what I like you know there's some things I like I you know, try this do like like I personally you know, wouldn't enjoy I'm not an outdoor person I'm an introvert right I don't really enjoy going out and hiking and all, all with a set of people. The only time I like to go out is when I'm working or making money, you know, which might sound sad, but that's, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy work and I enjoy what I do, and I, I enjoy what I do and I do it. Could I be doing other things more balanced? Yeah, you know, but I just like what I like. Oh, so you're assuming that balance means that you can't just be in the house and you need to get out? Well, for, for me, for me, because I, I enjoy being in the house. That's the thing with me. I enjoy being inside. I know how to come out and, and I can, so do I could be inside. And so do I. Yeah. And so do I. But so it's it's not a it's not a um you know preaching that you know you have to be outdoors and indoors. It's about you know you finding that balanced space mm-hmm. and it just has like simple you know some simple tips that you could work on that will actually make you feel less stressed because mm-hmm. a lot of us are working um, under a lot of stress. And one of the main things for that would be time management. Right. A lot of us have difficulties managing our time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where the imbalance comes in. Yeah. You have a task to do, you want to get the task done. You might spend, spend two hours or half a day hammering out that task. And that, even though you'll get it completed, you have stressed out yourself so much in that half a day, trying to make sure you get this done that you could have executed this and let's say, um, you know, maybe it might take you five days to do the same task, Mm -hmm. but you would have done it under a lot less stress. And maybe you would have enjoyed the process of getting it done Mm -hmm. so that it didn't feel like a chore. So I would say, you know, I, you know, I'm giving tips in the books, like for example, like prioritize a task, Mm -hmm. just doing something like making a to-do list. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, helps. just listing something that's important and urgent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having mm-hmm. clear goals for yeah. anything. Priorities. Career, yeah, priorities. professional life, um, mm-hmm. personal life, setting mm-hmm. goals. That's that's really important. Mm-hmm. But what's really important about setting the goals is yeah. how do you keep yourself motivated? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you keep yourself accountable? Yeah, but, but some, some people would say team. as a parent. Um, one of the main... Yeah, no. Some some people would say, as a parent, your number one goal is to for your children to su- succeed, and you're just working, working towards these children, working towards these children. I mean, what say you about that? Some people and work so much for their children and their family, they don't even think about themselves, which is, you know, not right. Well, you know what, this, I, you know, for each their own. Mm-hmm. If that is something, when you do it, it brings you a lot of happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. What somebody else might think that is too that's an imbalance and that's a, too much of a sacrifice. I can't be the one to judge. Yeah. So I'm, I'm saying once it brings you joy and once it brings you happiness, I think it's a, it should be allowed. 
But if you think what you, if you are aware that some of the sacrifices you're making um, are causing you pains, are causing other people close to you um, some sort of suffering, mm. maybe because you're working so much, they don't they don't see mommy or they don't see daddy. Mm. Then maybe it ha- there are things that you need to reevaluate in your life, mm. and then focus on finding a little more balance yeah, or you know balance in the scales. Yeah, I think that is something that COVID has taught us. If it's one takeaway, you know what I mean? That um, you know, life could be taken away from you at the spur of a moment, and you had to you had to you know live live. You know, some of us are. Are living, but we're not living, you know. Very much so. And in terms of being happy, well, I'm now going to ask you. Well, you say once it makes you happy. I mean, some people drinking makes them happy, but of course, everything in moderation. Yeah, everything in moderation. So the book. So how can we acquire this 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 book? I wonder how are you promoting this book? I mean, besides being here, how are you out there promoting this book? And do people read? I know people read the papers and stuff. You you said you read read a lot, but do people actually read? Uh it's accessible the book is on amazon and bonds and the bonds and noble website Um, we're really proud about that because um that doesn't always happen and they they picked up the book and they have it on their website it's not just a caribbean trinidad thing this is international stuff we're talking about here this is international so when 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 you're asking if people read Read, yeah well um, internationally remember that's one that's where amazon started they the they were the disruptors in the um, publishing industry. Mm-hmm. And yes, a lot of people read it. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. And in terms of well, acquiring the book, you could go down to Amazon.com and we're looking for the balance block method. The balance block method. Or you can also check out my website. Right. It's there um, at samanthabest.life. Mm-hmm. Somebody message here. Whatever happened to Baby Babble? Oh, Baby. Well, you know what? The kids grew up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah, I, true, true. you know, I, I was passionate about baby. I was very passionate about Baby Babble mm-hmm. for quite some time because, you know, it was a journey with my 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 new son and, you know, trying to change the parent and looking at different parenting styles. And I was trying to find the one that, that fit, you know, perfect for me, but there's no perfect fit. Let me just let you know. Mm-hmm. And... As my son got older, it was really um, hard for me to keep that same passion alive because I realized he turned into a new phase. And mm-hmm. I was saying to myself, you know what? If I have to keep doing baby babble, I'm going to need to make another baby. Mm, right. And we can't so, keep doing that for every three years. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I was like, no, this is this is not sustainable for me. Right, right. Um, right. But it's fun. And the content is still out there on Facebook okay. and YouTube. Yeah, man. So people could still share the baby babble or somebody loves to share it with their probably there's a their new grandmother and they would want to share it with their with their daughter right so mm-hmm. we spoke about media we spoke about motherhood we spoke about your book and now you are into a new phase well when i when i first saw this i say samantha going into insurance but oh we have a call here um six two seven three two two three six two five two two five seven we'll take a, a call you know hello good afternoon we're talking good afternoon with... good people yes ma'am okay i walked away for a moment mm-hmm. So, um, I have a question for Samantha. Mm-hmm. You all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we hear you, yes. Yes. Concerning the homeschooling, I'm quite curious. Because at secondary level, well, you know, we have a, almost a teacher for each subject. Okay? Mm-hmm. Hearing me? Yeah, she's yeah. hearing you, yes. Okay, we have a teacher almost for each subject, right? At secondary level. So I'm wondering about subjects like theatre arts, technical drawing, clothing and, and textile and fashion. How would you manage that at home, those subjects? Well, a lot of the families, their children will be sitting CXE exams. So yeah. just like any other student that is uh, going to sit CXE, they, and there are many, um, after-school lessons programs and tutors in the country, um, they already know that they'll be taking that route. Um, if you de- For those who may be deciding that they'll want to expand and do different types of subjects, there are a tremendous amount of resources that can be found online. And by the time most uh, um, children are in their teen years, 
Uh, they don't necessarily need a tutor but to use to to carry them through an online course. These online courses have, um, you know, uh, assignments, homework. Um, it's self-regulated. Um, you could take classes from Harvard, from Yale, there's Coursera. And then, as I mentioned, there are the curricula that are available online. If you decide that, you know, you're taking a different route that are available online for purchasing that are designed to carry your child through into university level. Okay. Well, now I'm, I'm satisfied. <laughs> Okay, thank okay. you. Thank you very much, Sunshine. And Sunshine is a teacher there. Um, you know, she's an educator, okay. so therefore, you know, that's why oh, that, that question... Oh, so Sunshine was trying to... She was trying to challenge me. Yes, yes, you will be challenged. <laughs> right. That's why I, say I need to do a show on this um, homeschooling thing because there'll be a lot of educators out there who are listening and saying, hmm, they may feel threatened by that uh, no term homeschooling. But, you know, it is what it is. All right, so let's talk about the, your new chapter in life, insurance. Um, You know, you mentioned... You, you worked in insurance before before you started off in the media. That's what you did for about two years or so. So it's kind of like life is a cycle. Apparently so, yeah. yes. It seems to be a cycle. Mm. Uh, I, I would not say it was a plan. Right, right. It was presented to me. And uh, at, the point, at the point when it was presented to me, um, I, I said, you know what? I've done this before. Mm -hmm. um, why not try it again? Yeah. Uh, life is... Um, not as hectic media-wise as it was in earlier years. You know, I have, you know, more handle deciding on what projects I want to mm -hmm. work on. Yeah. So it was... You have some spare time. Flexible. So this is like a side... Yeah. This Is is this a, like a side No, hustle? No, no this is not a side thing. It's oh. just it's just integrated into, into life. Oh, okay. I like where you said that. Integrated into life, a.k.a. So it's integrated into life. It is uh, um, one of... It's, it's like uh, everything for me, it's, you know, I put 110% behind it mm -hmm. and sometimes even more. So this is, uh, you know, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And I plan to be doing this for uh, a very long time. Mm, right, okay. Um, so in terms of insurance now, um, do people take insurance, you know, as seriously as they should now in terms of I know, well, you had to have a car insurance, you know, but in terms of like life insurance, house insurance, you know, um, I know we had the Clico incident some years back, which made people a little bit despondent, but you talking to people out there and getting clients, how serious are people now about insurance? Um, people are interested. People are definitely, they know the value of it. They know the importance of it. It can build generational wealth. It's not just about, most people think it's just about the death benefit. Um, I'm taking out a life insurance because, you know, it doesn't benefit me. There are um, a lot of products out there. Um, everything is basically unique to the customer. Um, what you may need base is going to be different than what somebody else needs. And yeah. basically, it can be designed to suit mm -hmm. your particular needs. And we all want, you know, to give our families as much comfort as we can. And I think, you know, the pandemic really highlighted this. Mm -hmm. um, um, I know that, you know, it really highlighted that, look, you know, there's no guarantee. It was like a stark reminder that we could be here today. Somebody could be here today and not here tomorrow. And people did not, um, I think they're even more aware that they want to make sure that um, their family members are not necessarily dependent on them, their income, and that whatever you could do by making um, what might be is a small contribution and making it a priority can really you know, protect your family for the rest of their lives. Um, they understand how important that is, and they uh, a lot of people want to participate in that and and bring that peace of mind, not to just their family, but to themselves to know, you know what, I did everything that I could possibly do for my family, for my dependents, and even for myself. Because, you know, there's insurance for even that um, if you find out that you get sick with a major illness um, yeah. mm -hmm. a few months from now, yeah. Critical it can illness. protect you. Yeah. Yes, it can yeah. protect you. It can help pay for your health care and protect you right. for, a, you know, for a number of years. If for some reason you have to stop working. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are many options for you to know that, you know what, I don't just have to leave this up to the wind. Yeah. 
and see where life goes that I can't put some things in place mm -hmm. if you know I you know manage my affairs properly and pay attention to them that I can be in a good place and I also take that as part of you know the whole life balance right. so you know personal life you're working hard you're making your money I take that as you know one of the first things you should do is pay yourself first I, you know, I like to term it like that. Right. You pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. And pay yourself first as in, let me make sure that if anything were to happen unexpectedly, I can take care, I would be taken care of, and I would not become a dependent. Right. So do you find a lot of, a lot of um, well, I know you will have probably clients from all different age groups. So do you find more younger people who should, because it's nice to start off young. Do you have a lot of younger people, like say in their 20s, even in their 30s, they were doing insurance um, I think, as more older. I think because of social media and people are so aware of what insurance is now and that how much it can do for you, how yeah. much it can benefit you, that a lot of younger people are interested. Mm -hmm. And what's great about it when you take it out when you're young and healthy is that you lock in a cheaper rate. Right. Yes, yes. And you know, then if you wait three, four years from now to say, you know, I'll do this when I'm in a better position, mm -hmm. um, you actually will be able to lock in, you know, cheaper rates. Cheaper premiums, so I mean that benefits you. That in the end, and of course, you're also using time. Yeah. Um, the earlier you start, is the more benefits you will achieve in the long run. Nice financial benefits. Yeah. And I know there are some pension plans out there. And we see all this uh, stuff about um, NIB. Okay, I get a national insurance. And what might happen in the next couple of, of years? Would you? What would you recommend in terms of a pension plan versus you know your NIB? I mean, if you're doing the NIB, well, you're the NIB any That other. has actually been a major concern for a lot of people I've spoken to. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are getting, um, you know, aware of some of the obstacles it, um, people are encountering, uh, getting their grants at, you know, hoping that, you know, when they do retire, that they should, it should have been automatic. Um, a lot of people are coming to me with stories and expressing their concerns, saying that, yeah, I know somebody for the last three years trying to get this done and they can't so i need to come and take out a annuity um when the insurance company offers it because it's private it's not considered a pension it's considered an annuity so because of that a lot more people are aware of that and are making sure that they put things in place so that in their retirement years they are able to that they're able to you know um, have a good quality of life in their golden years. Of course, the company you're with is Guardian, Guardian Life. Group. Guardian Group. Guardian Group. Guardian Group Insurance. You know what I mean? I think you'll do very well in insurance. You're, you're a likable person. You're somebody, at least somebody will give a hearing and listen to, you know, especially guys. Oh, thanks, Base. Especially well, guys. You'll let, me know, you'll let me know when, you know, I could um, have some time with you. Oh, you could have time with me anytime. You're having time right now. <laughs> and what's next for Samantha Best? What's next for Samantha Wait, so basically you want me to do more? I thought you I thought it was like, you know, a lot already. What do you mean more what? In general. They ask me what's next. No, I mean what's next for you with your career, your future. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, don't stop why you stop there. You seem to be somebody who um, you know, very ambitious, very growing. I'm sure there's something in the back of your head there saying that you still want to do. Even if it's something traveling with the family, going Japan or Tahiti, something, you know. What's what's next? You know, maybe a return oh, well, to I love, television. I love to travel, and yeah. yes, I haven't done it in many years. Mm -hmm. um, so I, mean, I don't know. I haven't been since you know things have been op um, opened back. Yeah, well, I have think you? you should. But me, of course. Yeah, I traveling this month. I and how has the? Oh, you traveling this month? Yeah, but have you play that. Yeah. been? Well, oh, so how has been the traveling experience been? Wonderful. I I cannot live life without traveling. That I love to travel. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know it's it's good, and I have to get back to that. And then yes, that's part of the you know the work life balance that mm -hmm. you know that um that I yeah really need to get some like you know getaway time. Yeah. So, so wait now, since the pandemic, you in this country, you stuck here, never went anywhere. Well, yeah. Wow, Samantha, <laughs> that's you know but, Samantha, you really need some balance there. Samantha, uh, need to get out there, man. Well, you know, when you, when you enjoy mm -hmm. um, producing yeah. and, you know, making stuff and mm -hmm. creating things, it's like a vacation, right? A mental vacation. Okay, okay. Okay. I hear you. You know, but 
my assumption. So there's nothing else on your on your on the agenda, at least not for now. Nothing else on the agenda. No more kids. Nothing else well, on the I, agenda. No more. No, that's it for kids. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Are you planning to have any more? Me? No, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So no, um, I think I think that's a lot right now. Yeah. So you know, so if you you feel like you would like to take a look at my book, you can mm -hmm. check it out on Amazon and yeah. the Barnes and Noble website. Mm -hmm. um, I am working closely with Base for those of you who don't know. Um, and then if you need some advice about insurance and um, just to talk about what is possible for your future and how to protect your friend, um, your family, not your friends, but some of them do leave um, their friends as beneficiaries for their policies. Yeah. So you can give, check out my website at samanthabest.life and you can get in touch with me. Samanthabest.life. All right, beautiful man. Kadeem says hello. Tell Samantha Kadeem. Oh. Says hello. Hey, how are you? Yeah, Long time. All right. Somebody says, I heard yeah. you mention Samantha Best will be a guest on your show today. I won't be able to listen, but please extend my best wishes. I miss her composed, unruffled manner, her friendly tone, reassuring, calming. The list goes on and on and on. I often wondered what happened to Samantha. So glad she is still about and not in a far off land. When I first joined Freedom, I looked forward to listening to the afternoon slot. Samantha, to me, you're the best. Your name's sake. And this is another Samantha. Oh, oh. Yeah. hi, Samantha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have some great fans out there. That's Samantha. lovely. People, Thank you. People Thanks. love you, people love you Samantha, John. You know? I'm Samantha Aww. Bess. Sorry. I answer to all names. Oh, okay. So. Samantha John Bess. Yeah, anything you, anything you want to call me. All right. Let's take a call here, man. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. It's me again. Yes, yes. <laughs> Samantha, I I think I heard you are an author. Yeah, she has a book called The Balance Block. Method. The Balance Block. Method. Method, yes. Mm -hmm. The Balance Method. The Balance Block me? Method. The you can check it block. on my Yes, check on my website, samanthabest.life. You could just go to the books tab. Okay, and that's your first book? Um, that's my first book with words in it. Um, I do have some children's books, uh, coloring books, and activity books that I released um, during the pandemic. Okay, that's nice. Because I myself um, do some writing, but mostly novels. Oh, excellent. Um, mostly novels, and the novels are about real life. You hmm. know, people I meet, and Mil so... Mills and Bloons. Mm. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not really. Okay, okay, not really. The people I meet and I write their life story and what have you, mm. and how, you know, I get in contact with them and what have you, and it makes a good reading too. But I have about six books, girl, and I have not even thought of printing or published as yet. You, you should know? publish them. Yeah, well, you maybe you should do something, and Samantha, explain to people how to publish their books. Maybe some people don't know. How did you publish your book? Oh, you're asking me? Oh, I um, I went, as I said, I went down the rabbit hole um, on YouTube and mm. online, and I figured out mm. how to publish my book on Amazon. Okay. It took some tweaks every every time I published one, but um, I could basically do it like once the book is, is finished, I could publish a book in about what, half an hour. Okay. And it'll be online. Okay. Wow. Right. Because people keep pushing me on, and I'm just piling up mine there on a shelf. So I oh, will take no. your advice. You <laughs> I will. Yes, I will follow what you're doing there. Yeah. Okay. Send me a message via the website, and you know, maybe I can help you out. Yes. Thank you. Nice one. Take care. So you inspired a female to publish her book. There's Samantha. Very, very, very Oh, very that's good. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. hope more, mm. more people publish their so there, there are a lot of Male, people female. There. Male, female. I know a lot of people out there that write and um, they, they really don't do anything with it or just don't know the next step, you know? Right. I was like that too. I had like so many ideas like written down on napkins, on those scrap pieces of paper. They mm -hmm. were in a box. Yeah. So, you know, we started to go through the box and say, you know, always wanted to do this book. So let's let let me do it. All right. Beautiful. Um, Mr. Sammy also said, good afternoon. Mr. Sammy. Oh, Sammy it has been so, Mr. Sammy, does he still send his pictures of beautiful Trinidad well, for you? 
to, to check out how gorgeous the weather is, Bass? No, you never sent it to me. No. <gasps> Mr. Sami, you must send Bass a picture of your adventures. I'm seeing a bunch of standstill so all adventures. Well, he's sending some traffic and stuff now, but nothing beautiful. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, Mr. Sami, good afternoon to you. you know? Yeah. All right, Samantha, John, well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. And once again, tell people where to get your book and how to get onto you as an insurance agent. If you need me for any of the things that Bass has mentioned, you just need to go one place to my website mm. at samanthabest.life mm. and um, you'll get whatever info you need there or any way to contact me. You can do it there as well. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, Samantha, well, keep up the great work and you know, God bless. All right. Thank you so much, Bass. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Samantha Best. I've been speaking to her. Check out her book, The Balance Block Method. And, you know, get some insurance there, people. That girl is on fire! Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com.